Hello, good evening, and welcome to Plaster Plasterer. With me, Eric the Plasterer. <laughs> oh dear. Right, hopefully I've got my mic turned on tonight and you can hear me. I'm still back in the old Christmas market. I've got me, uh, me Easy Mix merch hat on. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> I ain't got the sweatshirt yet though, <clears throat> or t-shirt, uh, Mark, all right mate, <laughs> uh, welcome to After Plasterer with me, Eric the Plasterer, yes, uh, and the bottom here, easy mix, Christmas prize draw, uh, there's only 26 days guys left for Christmas, so it's creeping up on us fast, and uh, yeah, if you want to get a chance of winning all that easy mix gear that they're going to be giving away over the whole of December, every single day, and uh, a chance to win that old uh, fancy gaming chair, which I want by myself, but I'm not allowed to enter for that, so uh, fair enough. Um, so uh, yeah, you've got to be signed up by the um, by the 30th of, uh, of November. Uh, 30th? Yeah, because the 1st of December, you can't enter the draw anymore, and uh, it's just going to be prizes, it's just going to be dished out. I mean, I don't know how many people are in the prize draw, but of course, the fewer there are in it, uh, the more chance you've got of winning, and there's a hell of a lot of prizes to say every day right up until Christmas Eve. So um, if you haven't done that already, get stuck in. I will mention this again <laughs> a bit later on. Uh, for anyone that's not been here before, I'm Eric the Plasterer. I'm here to uh, answer any of your plastering related questions uh, to do with uh, yeah, plastering. Um, whether you're a customer, whether you are a time safe tradesman, whether you are a newbie, a DIYer, someone that's just getting into the trade, uh, then this is the place to come once a fortnight and then it's followed up by a podcast of tonight's show and uh, i've got some other news about another music type podcast that's uh, going to be in the making there's a little word uh, tester out there at the minute um, but uh yeah i'll tell you more about that later on so anyway guys i shall move over from here to uh, the pub <coughs> that's better <laughs> Uh, surely can. Lovely, cheers, my dear. Right, um, yeah, there's just the old uh, prize draw advert there again on the Easy Mix front. This is something I will chat about as the evening goes on. The old Plasterer's uh, uh, Music Podcast Show. Um, it was going to be, well, probably still will be, uh, a mix of different types of music. They're going to have plastering news on there. Gonna, I'm trying to set up some interviews with the geezers that you want to listen to, uh, other than me, for a change. And uh, that would obviously be like an audio uh, podcast because they're much easier to do interviews for because you can do interviews over the phone like I take calls over the phone for tonight's show. And then that's easier to record and put onto the podcast. <clears throat> the podcast will be, I'll be putting out also the same type of podcast, but there'll be like a rock edition, which will be more like rock music going onto that. Um, and, and just different genres of music, basically. Uh, we've chat in between, the news in between about plastering stuff, and uh, and yeah, interviews with the likes of uh, old Stuart Roberts um, from the old uh, uh, Facebook Facebook group Trout Talk, and also I've um, sent some stuff out to uh, Blaine as well. Right, 
I can hear background noise, but not your voice. But hopefully you can hear both now. If the old background vo uh, noise is too loud, I'll turn it down a bit. But um, be quiet back there in the boozer, will ya? Trying to, trying to do a live, live stream here. Yeah. Ah, right, I'll keep talking and you can tell me if anything's, if everything's still okay or if it's all gone up the swanee. <laughs> right, I'm Eric the Plasterer. Welcome to Ask the Plasterer. I'm here to answer any of your plastering related questions. I've been a plasterer in South London for the last 37 years. And um, yeah, anything you want to know, I will try and answer, or the guys will try and answer. Um, and yeah, we just come here for a chat at the pub. Um, I'll catch up on a few things that's going on. And um, yeah, oh, all good now, lovely. Do you like this 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 app mark there? <laughs> I can't keep it on because it's oh, with this fire on the go, mate, as well. And the fact that the, the easy mix bit is see-through is, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, guys, you'll have to change the next batch you have done of these. Can you change the colour or just get me a special one special one done in a different colour so it doesn't do it doesn't do the old see-through thing when I'm doing this. See that? No. Yep. Anyway. <sighs> As it goes, I'm going to probably, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave this one for a little bit longer. But, um, but I am getting quite warm. <laughs> Because I've whacked the heating up because it's so flipping cold outside tonight. But uh, yeah, couldn't quite act that. Right, okay. Um, yep, anyone can ask me any questions they like. Anyone can chat about well, anything kind of plastering related or to do with whatever. I don't know if you heard, I mentioned it on that um, test podcast that I put out. Uh, that has got music on it as well. That um, apparently by 2025 they're going to have a massive shortage of uh, tradesmen and especially including also, I'm pleased to say, plasterers because there isn't enough training going on, um, which will be great for us because that means there'll be loads of work coming in. Um, plus, anyone that wants to do any training now and get in there, um, yeah, as rather than being a career that might be going a little bit squiffy, um, there's going to be a lot of work out there because there just aren't enough people <laughs> doing the old uh, doing the old spreading or a lot of the other trades as well so um great time to be getting into plastering if uh, if you've been considering it and wondering if it's um kind of career that's going to last but uh <clears throat> yeah it, i can i can i can more or less guarantee you right now <laughs> that it is or something weird happening or the end of the world happening which uh, <clears throat> i don't think is due just yet but uh by looks of things <laughs> it might be heading that way <laughs> And uh, yeah, so right. Yeah, let's waffle about this a bit. The um, easy mix uh, prize draw finishes at the end of November. You've got to be on that basically because from the first of December, when all the prizes start and getting dished out on a daily basis, including whoever's going to win that um, that gaming chair brand new fancy stuff and there's there's merch going like the hat look see the hat there there's t-shirts there's loads of loads of uh, easy mix um, being given away <laughs> and by christmas by christmas eve there's going to be like 100 bags going <laughs> and for free so uh yeah get in there with your chance to win something but uh to say the uh, <coughs> the entry date finishes on the uh, uh, 30th of november so what you've got a day or two left to uh, to enter that all you need to do is go to the easymix.co.uk um, site and 
fill in the um, the contact form with your name and address details and, and your email obviously and um, <clears throat> all going well fingers crossed you'll be hearing back from Mark and his team and you'll be uh, winning some free goodies and yeah look at this let's look at this chair look I mean I want more one of them myself but as I say I can't um, yeah I can't enter the competition because apart from anything else it might not that I fixed if I won <laughs> which is no good right I'm going to take this like, off now guys because I'm getting a bit oh, fantastic for work because I was wearing it um, last week but um, wow that's better right I'm not used to wearing that in the evening when I'm in the pub yeah when I'm in the pub <laughs> um, check me I've got the old studio phone on so if anyone wants to ring hang on referring to go um, yeah anyone that wants to uh, call in as well to the studio you can uh, bear with me you can call on this number oh. yep oh it is up here as well 07516 and ask me any classroom related questions that you want an answer to you'll probably only want to ring in if you are watching me on the TV on YouTube at home because I don't think unless you're really up on your technology you'll be able to type it to me and if you're watching this on your phone and you're typing in the question you're not going to want to hang up from this to ring me so I completely understand it <laughs> but uh, it makes a nice change <coughs> um, right where should we go uh, right let's answer a question oh, where are we? Ashley evening mate uh, can I use a stop bead on a very slight internal curve to turn it into a crisp angle instead of a curve ah, instead of a curve that makes sense okay stop being on a very slight internal curve um it depends what the yeah it depends i'd need to see the internal curve mate you can i mean you can put a stop bead on anything and um make it into an angle rather than the curve but um if it's really slight unless you really want to have a curve if it's for you or if it's for a customer and they don't want the curve there and they're insisting on having an angle then um, yeah but without seeing quite how um, steep it is or seeing some kind of picture of it it's difficult to know whether it would be a great idea or whether it would just look a bit weird um, as long as you remember when you're doing a stop bead angle if it's across the ceiling it needs to be absolutely straight as a die and leveled out because if it's on the walk um, and you look down it, the wonk will show up uh, really badly. And uh, if you're doing it for a customer <coughs> and they see that and, and it is wonky, uh, they might want to pay you. <laughs> so, uh, but if it's for a customer, talk them into having it curved, uh, keeping the curve there um, for you. Um, you can have a go of it, and if it goes wrong, it don't really matter if it's in, <laughs> if it's in your own place. Uh, yeah. Um, right. Uh, is it okay to use uh, any old sand in render? Uh, no, nah, well when you're rendering you really want a fine sharp uh, fine sharp sand uh, possibly mixed with some soft. Uh, guys like different types of mixes. Leighton Buzzard is meant to be a really good sand. I don't like it that much because I think some of it has got a little bit too slightly bigger stones in it for me. My liking. <laughs> you don't want a cool sharp sand which is sometimes sold as plastering sand because that's really for floor laying. Or for using as an aggregate in concrete and it's got lots of little stones in it 
that's um, an absolute nightmare if you try spreading it on a wall. Um, which trust me, I've tried back in the uh, when there wasn't any a while back because we've been growing the stuff that was cannot. And uh, yeah, so hey. Um, <clears throat> right, right, right. So I'm not any old sand, mate. No, <laughs> fine sharp mixed with soft, or if anything, just fine sharp, but not not soft, not cold sharp, fine sharp, or a fine sharp uh, soft mix. Uh, Louise, hi Louise. Uh, evening. Are you experiencing any problems with thin coat beads? Um, seems that up north they all seem to be the wrong angle. <clears throat> uh, Louise, now I haven't had the trouble with. I've had not trouble getting hold of them um as as i moan about quite often or recently on my last um, live stream anyway uh b and q do the uh, the angle but the uh, the thin coat uh, stock beads but they're like nearly seven pounds for one six pound 37 i think they are which is crazy and uh, so i've recently bought a box which i ordered on um, from amazon and i can't remember how many is in it 75 or 100 or something <clears throat> but much more reasonable they kind of like work out about two quid each as opposed to seven pounds and buying them up the road but i haven't had a problem with them being at any kind of weird angle or, <clears throat> or not in london anyway i'm not saying that there might there might be a dodgy batch out there or up where you live and uh be causing you a problem but uh <clears throat> but i haven't had any down this end so hopefully it's just uh maybe just a dodgy batch that's gone out up your way and uh well, yeah, they obviously need to get shot of them because no no spread is going to want to use any kind of dodgy angled bead. Um, and often I've noticed in some places that aren't proper builders merchants, mind you, answer some of those as well. But places like B&Q and Wix, the guys that put the beads into the racking, um, they don't seem to realise or know that if they buckle or bend them, they're absolutely useless to us, so we're not going to buy them. Um, and they just shove them into the old uh, the racking and they get and they get damaged um, so that's always good to, as I have, I have done I'll mention it to the staff there and say look <laughs> just so you know if you got if the, if the guys that are stacking these these especially stock bees because like, they're much more flimsy than thin coat ones anyway if they're gonna if they're gonna shove them in there they're gonna damage them mate no one no plaster is gonna buy them um, but, uh, but yeah but other than that Louise hopefully uh, yeah uh, let us know if uh, things improve, but no no trouble with this end at the minute unless there's a dodgy batch of uh, wrong angle angle beads or, or stock beads on the way to, to London <laughs> But if they are I'll soon let you know about it by having a good old moan about it <laughs> Ashley uh, uh, cheers. I'll post the photo. Yeah, if you post the photo on discord Ashley and um, I'll uh, yeah, I'll have a look at it on there mate, and that'll be a lot easier uh, For those of you I think I've taken the advert down because I was shoving some other stuff on here but uh, my Discord uh, uh, forum, uh, you can get onto in all the links of my videos. There is a um, there's a link for the Discord server. If you click on that, um, it will send you an invite so you can join the um, so you can join it basically the forum and you can chat to us on there. You can put pictures up. We tend to chat, chat generally, and not me and the guys and a lot of the guys that are here tonight as well. Uh, on there um, and it saves having to wait either a fortnight for this to come around again or to listen to the podcast that goes out afterwards or um, or putting uh, messages on the uh, on the comments in the YouTube channel um, which is fine still do that guys because I'm still not big enough to not answer any of them <laughs> um, but uh, if you're on the discord server you can ask a question more or less almost on a 24-7 basis uh, unless I'm in bed <laughs> 
and there's lots of other lots of the other guys can answer the questions as well and talk amongst themselves it's not me having to answer them so yeah yeah cool, cool Ashley yeah sort that out mate uh, Johnny hi Eric uh, have you watched the latest video from Dan Solo I haven't mate no but now you've mentioned it I will um, I don't know if it, why it hasn't popped up on the uh, um, on my notifications I'll have to check that I haven't made sure I've rung the bell like tick the bell because I assume a lot of you know if you don't tick the bell on notifications it it, it, it will come up at some point but it won't kind of like alert you that I've been posted whether it's by me I don't know a bit thin on the ground sorry guys and um, uh, yeah but no I will have a look at it mate I'll, and uh, and uh, yeah what is it what is it about Johnny give us a heads up on it uh, do you recommend lime with the sharp sand um yeah putting a bit of lime in is always uh, is always good for um, getting a nice texture to your gear um, some people will use lime as a plasticizer rather than put plasticizer in it. Um, when I have got some lime, I will use, and I'm doing some rendering, I'll tend to use both. I'll stick plasticizer in there and uh, and some lime as well. Um, as ever though, you've obviously, you obviously probably know you've got to be careful with the lime. I've, I've heard recently about some guy that got some lime in his eyes and um, yeah, that, that, that wasn't a great outcome for him I don't think. So you have to be careful with that stuff because it is caustic and <laughs> it does burn. And um, yeah, it's easy to be nonchalant when you're knocking stuff up like that in, until you get a bit splash in your eye because you ain't got any kind of glasses or uh, eye protection on or whatever. So always be careful when you're using them. Yeah, but if I haven't got any lime uh, on a particular job and uh, I don't want to go and pick up a bag because normally it's quite, they're quite, they're, it comes in quite big bags. And once you've opened it, it's a bit of a pain. You're not using the whole thing up uh, to uh, keep it well wrapped up and store it. So. Uh, if I haven't got it, I'll just use a plasticizer. And a lot of the time, I use a waterproofer that's got a plasticizer uh, built in with that as well uh, when I'm knocking up a render. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Sal, hi Sal. Uh, hi, what's your opinion on sponge floating on multi-finish? Yeah, Sal, I, um, I don't do sponge floating. I'm not a great fan of it. Um, very recently, I think Blaine, Blaine Gray, uh, if you follow him on his channel, he put up a video about basically not, not sponge floating as much as it used to because he, I think it's kind of dawned on him that it's, um, it's, another, it's another process that you're doing that you don't really have to do. I mean, if, um, if some guys love sponge floating uh, for the finish that they get at the end. Um, I don't find it makes any difference really um, at the end of the day so I haven't done sponge floating since I was at college and I had to, and I was being taught how to do it oh you can do this and I rub it up with a sponge and I didn't like the, like the marks and the lines it put in it and when you're doing that if you catch it too late when it comes to going back on with a trowel um, even if you can't feel them it's the fact that you can, you can often you can see these swirls in the actual plaster which I never never liked that either and as I say, it's just another thing that you're doing. Um, how good it is or isn't for the integrity of the plaster, I've no idea at the end of the day whether it weakens it in any way or does anything to it that's not particularly good. Um, I know Dan that uh, uh, Johnny was talking about earlier, he's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Dan that's completely anti-sponging. <laughs> so, Sal, a long answer to your question basically is, um, yeah, my opinion on sponge floating, um, like multi finish or any kind of finish 
is um, is just an extra thing that you're adding to your day if you're if you're plastering for a living as opposed to maybe you're doing it just in your own house or as a DIY type thing. Um, is uh, is yeah, you want to you want to get your job done uh, so you end up with a fantastic finish. And if you can get a fantastic finish without sponge floating something, then adding that sponge floating and the time it takes into your mix of doing that. Um, it's, it's like, in my opinion, and, and quite a lot of other plasters, it's what's the point of doing that um, if it's going to slow down your day, um, you're out there earning money in the field. But I don't know if you call it earlier, Sal, but there's a lot of, um, I don't know if you are a plasterer or if you're a newbie or a DIYer, um, there's going to be a lot of work um, coming up in the next few years because of the uh, complete shortage of tradesmen. Uh, that we've got in the UK and they're going to be apparently panicking by 2025 that we, they want to do so much construction and and there's just not the people out there for it and which includes plasters as well on a big scale so um, if, 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 if you're thinking about doing it as a trade and you're not already in it um, yeah uh, crack on and have a go mate <laughs> but, uh, yeah so there you go long answer to a short question <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah Right, um, yeah, I should just remind you, and then I'll mention about this uh, music podcast thing. Uh, uh, before that, uh, anyone that's just joined us, I'm Eric Plasterer, I've been a plasterer for 37 years in South London, and I'm here to answer any of your plastering related questions once a fortnight on this live stream, and it also goes out as a podcast a couple of days later, so you can listen to it at your leisure or at work without having to have your app open, and there'll be no adverts or anything podcast talking of podcasts the plaster of music podcast is something i'm experimenting with at the minute uh that i've um, I put a little testing out there it's not fantastic but you guys can have a listen to it if you search on the um, on the plastering podcast and uh, look for the plaster of music podcast um you'll be able to get a taste of my little experiment um but i'm planning on doing um, vastly improving it and Apart from the music and I'm going to do different editions like the just got rock type music on for guys that like rock and a pop type one for guys that like pop music but the plastering news and the chat on there and the interviews will be the same so whatever genre of music you like you can pick that particular podcast to listen to uh, at work and because it, you can only get it unfortunately on Spotify and you only get the full music tracks if you are a paid up member of like Spotify and it's not if you've got a free account just get little chunks of music which is absolutely terrible to listen to <laughs> so I wouldn't advise bothering to try and listen to it if you haven't got a paid Spotify account but if you have um, then you get you, you get the whole the whole shebang and unlike the radio uh, which I listen to a hell of a lot when I'm at work um, You'll notice on music, any kind of music radio, they've got a certain playlist that they can play and then they have to start repeating the same tunes, which does get me down when I'm listening to the radio for <laughs> eight hours a day. <laughs> so, um, but I've got the choice when I'm doing a music podcast of the old 60 million <laughs> different tunes from Spotify that I can put on there of any genre whatsoever, any tune that you want, because I'm taking requests as well to put on shows that go on the next, like the next podcast. And uh, you can all there's also a link where you can um, record, sort of ask for a request in your own voice, and um, I will get that, and then I can just I can add that onto the podcast, so you can hear your, you can hear your own dulcet tones requesting the song, and then I can play those on there as well. And um, 
it'd be nice if that works out well but I'm experimenting at the moment so I don't really know I have uh, sent some um, stuff to Blaine and asked him if he will uh, be interested in doing an interview for that and uh, I'll let you know what comes back on that um, also Stuart Roberts from uh, Trail Talk uh, I'm gonna do an interview with him and I'm hoping guys uh, Alex uh, Morley and uh, Anthony will also uh, be up for an interview <laughs> which is only I only have to do on the phone because it's a lot easier when you're doing a, just a, an audio podcast to interview people on the phone and record it <laughs> and be able to play it out if they're happy with it <laughs> as opposed to trying to set up cameras and stuff on, on both ends to um, to record a decent a decent podcast today so, anyway uh, so that's all about the podcast um, down here the easy mix uh, for those of you who don't know um, if you fill out the contact form with your name and address after going to their website uh, you'll be automatically entered into their draw to win loads of free easy mix um, chance to win that uh, that gaming chair which is a lovely uh, bit of kit and uh, merch on the old hat and t-shirt department easy mix but they do spell it the right way around but of course it's back to front when you're on the, the telly box or it is when you're on my telly box anyway ah right um yeah no problem sal no problem at all mate no problem at all um uh hi bezzy uh i am <clears throat> inspired by dan solo i want to be like him when i grow up <laughs> cool mate yeah yeah i like his i like his stuff because he does some amazing um I was he was on well yeah he does he does tune into this <laughs> and I was um, saying to him I, I loved the, the video I watched of him doing, like, laying on a wall really quickly with, when he was doing a skin and he lays it on I think he, he said it was something to do with that we had some issues with his shoulder that said rather than spreading the gear up the wall he was starting it at the top uh, on this video which fascinated me that like, you know walls blank he's got his first lot of gear and he's whacked it to the at, at the ceiling level and was, like putting it down the wall and uh, and putting it on at a pace which i found fascinating and uh yeah he's a nice guy so um so yeah i'm hoping to um, when i come off of here i haven't seen his latest videos so i'm hoping to pop on there and have a look but uh, i'm pretty sure it's dan that, that ain't keen on sponge uh, floating in the, in the day. <laughs> so uh, yeah there would be have you not grown up yet in it what was that vi vi how do you how do you pronounce that vi busy you busy It's, uh, yeah, because a lot of the guys on here, because there's these different names that people have got um, that come up on here when they're on YouTube and compared to when they're on my forum and sometimes it's the same guys and I'm not sure I'm talking to the same guy or a different guy <laughs> on here as to on my forum. But um, <clears throat> I'm getting there, guys, I'm getting there, bear with me. If you just joined us, I'm Eric the Plasterer. Um, this is Ask the Plasterer. Now, I'm here to answer any of your plastering related questions. I've been plastering South London for 37 years. And uh, yeah, there's not a lot I don't know about plastering, um, unless it's some of the really latest gear. I mean, they, I use speed skins, and I obviously use like easy mix and gear like that. But um, it's not something that I, uh, yeah, there's not a lot I don't know about. <laughs> I've had a lot of experience, um, so so yeah, feel free to um, either, um, type a question into the uh, the old uh, comments box there. Or you can uh, call me on 07516214983. and talk to me here in the pub. You can. Oh, pub, studio. You know. Nice little fire. 
freezing cold outside. It's lovely and warm in here. Um, I've got me, uh, me, no, it's not, I've got me coke with my cola. Because mm. ah. I only really drink beer if I'm at the pub. Um, and if I'm not on some kind of diet that I'm on at the minute. So, yeah. Um, what else is there? I think most of you guys have seen that advert. That advert not that advert. The, um, when I was on um, <coughs> on the news about fly tipping, I was asking me about fly tipping. I was having a moan that you can't you can't take any of your gear to uh, the waste to the tips anymore, because they none of them take trade waste. And now and now I mean they're even like charging Joe Public two pound fifty a bag of rubble per bag, and you can only still only drop five or six bags off a month or something crazy like that. So um, yeah, that's getting a bit uh, a bit silly. Nothing, nothing really changes in that respect, does it? Um, changing. Wait a Ah, a bit more fire. It's getting a bit cold there, so uh, with all the pictures in the way of the stopping the heat getting to me back. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we're a bit quiet tonight. I mean, we normally start and kick off about seven. When things don't go completely wrong at the beginning <laughs> and go on to about half eight but if it's a quiet night this evening then we've shut down a little bit earlier than we normally do but uh <clears throat> but yeah but for now we shall keep on going yeah well i'm normally full of verbal barrier but it's been the usual kind of rush today to uh settle down and uh, <clears throat> get this lot set up and do the usual so, uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what are you working on at the minute Eric um, I've got I'm looking at I'm just finishing off a few jobs before I well not so I settle down for the Christmas month um, but uh, I've got uh, a keep my when my daughter's moved into or, or wants to move into her new place before Christmas with her hubby and my little granddaughter and they are um, in the process of having the kitchen um, fitted which they organised getting the kitchens there it's a housing job uh, kitchens are so expensive now and uh, houses don't do as great deals as they used to do back in the day um, we used to be able to get a really good uh, markup on a, on a, on a houses kitchen but now there's some kind of sized company and they're um, <clears throat> their system is to do like most of the other guys uh, out there that sell kitchens do and that is um, Yep, you want a kitchen? I say well, can I buy this bit and that bit? and they're kind of no, 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 no What was it? We'll send a guy around and uh, he'll measure up and then um, we'll give you the prices of basically the kitchen you want and uh, and it's all like yeah <laughs> You used to just be able to go to somewhere like Howden's and go right I want that 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 those kitchen units those worktops <clears throat> um, you'd pay your price for them and then the customer's price obviously was more on top of that but there is absolutely no room for making any profit on top of um, <laughs> buying a kitchen from any of these guys anymore um, unless you um, I've noticed from the carpenters um, the average price to get a kitchen fitted by a good chippy um, is about six grand uh, which uh, <laughs> I think I should have been a chippy and not a spread, but um, 
Yeah, um, there was, we've got three separate quotes to do her kitchen. I didn't, I, I think kitchen before, but it's not my, it's not something I enjoy doing. But, um, but yeah, Neil came in at around the six grand mark, labour only, that doesn't include anything whatsoever. And, um, and on top of that, they, they expect you to get a skip as well. And it's uh, not coming out of their six grand. <laughs> and uh, I would imagine a good, good, a good carpenter will get we're not talking a massive kitchen here. <laughs> we'll get that done in a week, um, two at the very, very, very most. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I think I might, if I, I might come back as a carpenter <laughs> one day. Carpenter, plumber, uh, architect. <laughs> Anyone that seems to be earning pots more money than spreads, <laughs> spreads do. Because, because as uh, one of the guys says on the Facebook, uh, I think, it's, I think it's Alan, Alan R. Buffalo, I think it is, on the uh, Trout Talk Facebook uh, group, Stuart's group. Um, the, um, the trade it did used to be a lot more, I mean, I was taught to not just like do skimming, but to do um, floating, how to make fibrous um, coolness work and stick that kind of stuff up on the wall. Um, floor laying, uh, tiling, that all came under the remit of a plasterer. Um, I've got to admit, I wasn't that keen on, on some of the other things, but <laughs> I didn't mind floating, setting, uh, doing a bit of floor laying, but I, I think I already told you on another podcast, what, uh, <laughs> one of them went wrong once, I've never done it since. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're getting a little bit, um, a, lot of that, a lot of guys out there that just do skimming or, or stick boards up with uh, or dry, you know, dry line and stuff stick the balls, dot and dab and skim and, and can't do anything else so again oh, well you know plasters aren't, aren't what they used to be and what have you but um, it's still a very skilled trade <laughs> and uh, I think we need to kind of push up our prices in some instances in, in my in my opinion um, I put fairly good prices in for mine but some uh, some of the other trades out there seem to be um, charging an absolute fortune <laughs> for what they're doing and um, I don't see why I should be any different in the day. I mean, plastering, you know, what does the house look like without any plastering done in it? Um, if it's just bricks, yeah, painted bricks. Um, and I know some, some trendy places that you see on these grand designs, they have a concrete finish or a, um, I don't know, some kind of rough wood finish. Or, or, or I see, I saw one where they put the, uh, just, um, What's the name that that timber he put up just for um, uh, doing hoardings and stuff like that? OSB is it? And that's um, leaving an OSB finish on the wall, not even painting it, and uh, fitting it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm doing at the minute, Mark. I've got a lot of um, stuff to do at my daughter's place because I'm going to be finishing some decorating, I think, as well. And, uh, and my missus wants me to, there was nothing wrong with my daughter's old kitchen. <laughs> so we're, we're having that over here. And, uh, but I've got to put all that in there. She wants that done this side of Christmas. So um, the other jobs I have got are basically going to be after uh, going into the new year. And I'm going to spend probably the next, well, I say month up till Christmas um, working for my daughter and working in my own house. Um, <laughs> I know there's enough money in the bank to cover it. Because <laughs> technically, it's kind of tight, like, 
I'm off. But um, uh, yeah, so I've got some other little jobs to finish off yet. Um, but then I've got that space up to which will do me. I'll be the time. Uh, right, hi, if you've just joined us, I'm Eric the Plasterer. This is Ask the Plasterer. I'm here to answer any of your plastering related questions. Uh, this live stream goes out once a uh, fortnight on a Monday from 7 o'clock. We normally go on until about half past 8. Um, you can uh, put your comments up if you're watching this on YouTube on your phone. You can type up there if you're watching me on the old telly box. Then you can bring me on this number in the studio or in the pub, as I like to call it. And uh, <laughs> if uh, I can hear you over the over the, uh, the Irish singing and dancing going on in the other bar around the back there, then uh, yeah, you can chat to me here and give uh, the other guys a break from my from my dulcet tones. Uh, cheers. Christmas is coming, not that long left now to uh, be getting them presents in, be getting something for the girlfriend or the wife, and make sure we get something half decent. I, I, oh, I tend to be, um, have great ideas in my head of sorting something out fairly quickly in the uh, Christmas present department, uh, but it's hard to know what to get anybody. <laughs> Everyone else is asking you what somebody wants. Uh, I got me, uh, oh, what can I get the wife this year that'd be a good old. Uh, gift for Christmas that she would like <laughs> and uh, then I'd be fathering or going oh what does, what does Beverly want for a uh, uh, Christmas present and I said well if I knew that mate I would get it for her myself um, so uh, yeah and uh, yeah I'm a very kind of late, uh, late bar when it comes to the old shopping <laughs> and what have you <laughs> so yeah yeah um, yeah, uh, yeah if there's any customers out there that want to uh, <laughs> Ask any any questions that are plastery related, then uh, then please, please feel free to do so. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got uh, that. Uh, yeah, I think that's the last video I put up, isn't it? It's been uh, yeah, the kind of stuff I've been doing, guys. Is, I think really fantastic to put up there. Um, in the new video department, so yeah, so all the other guys that are really good at turning it out. Oh! Well, that's fair with me. Hello! Hello! Hello, Harry. Speaking! Who's that? Hello, I'm Tony. I'm about to Oh, hello, Tony. Are you alright? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm enjoying watching you. You're, um... You watch, you watch me on the TV or on your phone? Or? Yeah, on TV. There seems to be real lag. Oh, what, still? Yeah, there it is, yeah. Uh, oh, well, I was going to find you last time. Yes, mate. But as soon as I was just about to die, you, you were cut off completely. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> my computer just kind of like shut itself down, and when it does that, everything just goes off. And then when it all comes yeah. back on, um, you have to set it all up again to get another live to get the live stream to go out again and then it goes yeah. out as a different live stream it's not the same one so it's all a bit of a pain so if uh, i think in future if it does happen i will probably just call it which i think i did that night i just called i, I called it a night yeah and uh, yeah it was a, it was a bit late it was um yeah i was going to give you a call but i had quite a detailed question to ask you 
Yeah, it's been the same tonight, mate. Yeah, I'd like to have my yeah, dinner afterwards because I've got something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, it's great. What's no, your question, it's, mate? Right. What's your question? Well, what it is, um, you know, I've been watching your channel and I, I, I did speak to you before. Um, yeah. But it is, uh, you know, I'm sort of um, um, a DIY and I've done a bit of plastic, so I understand all the principles. But yeah. I'm putting the ceiling up on the metal frame um, framework. Yeah. And I'm getting close to getting plasterboard up. But um, my main, main um, concern is the fact that it's about 18 square metres, uh, Eric, this, oh, wow. this uh, right. ceiling. Yeah. Now, it's just the speed I can do it with. I'm going to use a speed skim as well. Yeah. Sorry, mate, is this, is this for you or is this for someone else that you do? No, it? this is for me. This it is for myself. You. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, mate, so carry I on. really want to get my um, skimming skills up, which is why I'm going to buy um, yeah, um, a Marshalltown um, yeah. brow and a speed skim. Yeah. And I'll do a bit of practicing before I actually go do it in anger. But the real thing is, you know, 18 square metres is a bit of a big... Ceiling, that is a big ceiling, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So the real thing is, you know, the stuff going, the, 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 you know, the the, um, the motor finish going off too quick. Mm. You know, as you get get there. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I mean, it's really the advice. I mean, I know you you tend to just um, mix a whole lot up, don't you? And <laughs> and then you, you water the, you know, you get it on and apply it, and then when it's, it's turned enough, you. You, you just water down what you've already mixed up, isn't it? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I you... do do that, but you've got to be. I mean, I was, I was basically, I was taught that right at the very beginning. That so something I've always done, and because that yeah. bit, once you put water in it and you start watering it down, what you've watered down will start, still start to dry quite quickly. Um, you haven't got, uh, you haven't got the same amount of time as you had when it was that thin originally. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I um, well, I mean, that's a real skill. I mean. It's not for someone to do lightly, but I mean, it sounds like you're watching all these other um, yeah. uh, videos on, on YouTube. Yeah. Nobody seems to do it that way. Well, <laughs> they, um, they always, yeah, a lot of people. Make it... <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> a lot of people used to have a bit of not a moan at me, but sort of go and think, oh, no, I like to put on separate. I mean, a lot of guys do put on completely separate coats. Um, yeah, <clears> and, yeah. And I don't know if you watch Blaine Gray's channel, do you? I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. And his yeah. his last video, yeah, to my knowledge, is uh, I think he calls it nitro plastering. It's about being able to do in plastering faster. Yeah. And basically, he, what he is talking about is the technique that I use, where you put rather than putting on one coat and then cleaning up and kind of mixing up a completely fresh second coat, um, yeah. you water down the first coat and you use that for your second coat. Um, which is something I've always done, and, 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 and he said, if you want to plaster faster, this is last video. But I think it's his last one, to the best of my knowledge. So you, yeah, you it's back. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing, but you do need to have a fair bit of faster, you know, be confident enough to be able to get that on, that second lot that you've watered down, where it goes off. The, yeah, only, yeah. The, well, the only beneficial thing I can suggest to you it, from the going off aspect is using the Easy Mix gear, the Retarder. Yeah you put yeah. in there because that will give you when it comes to the uh, uh, multi-finish it will give you an extra hour of like workable time to be able to get yeah. it out of the bucket um, which still is, isn't enough if you're not that experienced to do an 18 meter ceiling especially not in one hit um, you your only other the only option will be to do do it in sections that you're comfortable with 
You just yeah. have to make sure you, you do a nice job of joining the the next bit onto the previous bit that you've done. Yeah. So having the, a joint in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I have to accept whatever I do at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. it's fine. So it's, um, it goes reasonably well. It's, um, but, you know, it's, um, it's just, you know, go, you know, you, you know, you can easily get sidetracked with you, you know, you just learning stuff and then, and then you go down to the bucket and it's starting to go off very fast, isn't it? Yeah. Because, um, I think, because I, it, um, what I remember on the motor skin, um, I think you, for a bag, you get 10 square meters. So effectively, if I was to try to do it on one, it, it would be two bags, which is probably quite a lot for, yeah. You know, amateur, isn't it? I mean, I I, I I can put two bags on without a retarder in. If, that's on nice big flat walls. It's not too yeah. bad. If you're going around any kind of corners or you're doing a ceiling, um, yeah, yeah, I can do it. But I, would, I, would, I wouldn't suggest that anybody that's not got quite a bit of experience as a, as a plasterer would try knocking up a two bag mix because you'll probably end up bagging off. <laughs> <laughs> Left yeah, over going on in the trail in it yeah. it's stiff, won't it? But yeah. No, I, I, I feel that. So, I mean, is there any, um, that's what I was just going to say, mm. so you can put that solution in those sachets into, you put one into a bag of mix, do you, uh, you mix it in? Yeah, you put, um, in the water. it's, uh, when it's the retarder, it's one, because it's slightly different, it's, it's one bag, it's one sachet for one bag. Of like twenty five k bag of um, multi finish. Yeah. Okay. If um, <clears throat> I mean you won't want to, I don't think you want to be using the one that speeds it up. But for that, you put for that you put in two sachets <laughs> to, no, uh, to a bag full uh, for it to go off faster. Um, but yeah, no. no but so yeah. So basically, it's, it's per bag you put in a sachet of the retarder. That's the yellow one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I put in that. Um, uh, that, so in your experience, if you just, I mean, you probably have to warm the water up now, now, won't you? To sort of make sure it can't be able to cold at the moment. It's very cold, isn't it, the water? Um, no, as long as as long as not, cold is absolutely fine. You don't want you don't want any heat in your water because um, if it, even if it's slightly warm, that will make the plaster go off quicker. Okay, yeah. So, um, so I mean, as long as it comes out of a tap and it's not, it's not got ice in it, <laughs> on bits of ice. Yeah. Doesn't matter how cold it is. Very yeah. cold water is better than. Than warm or oh, is it? Right, okay, because I mean, like today, it's very cold, isn't it? You know, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If you can't, I mean, if you can't, if you're getting it out of the hose, and you can't, you can't get it out because it's frozen, then yeah, you're not going to be doing it anyway. <laughs> but no, um, no, no, that's right. but yeah, as long no, as it's, it's yeah, as long as the water's like free running, it doesn't matter how cold it is, as long as it's yeah, as long as it's not got ice crystals in it or something silly like that. Yeah, but, okay. um, but yeah, don't warm it. I don't put any warming with it to kind of take the chill off of it or anything like that. Just no, really cold water is absolutely fine. So that's fine. So even just uh, putting a bucket and putting uh, in the bucket up the previous day and just leave it in the room just to make sure it keeps at room temperature. I mean, you can do that if you want to. There's no harm in it being room temperature. Yeah. As I say, but it, if, if the water's freezing cold, that, that shouldn't make any any issues to your to your gear going off yeah. any quicker. But if you do get it warmer than it's meant to be, it will start the plaster going off quicker than it's meant to, even right. with a retarder that's in it. Um, yeah. So that sachet is pretty kind to amateurs, is it? it yeah, know, I would. Well, I'd recommend it for, for amateurs because you need a. Yeah, generally, no, your issue for most guys that are starting off is the plaster's going off too quick before I can get it on what I'm yeah. trying to do. 
and yeah, especially, uh, especially ceilings. I mean, from uh, you know, it's you when you're doing a ceiling as, a, as someone that's not been doing it for that long, it can be difficult anyway. If you're doing a big yeah. ceiling, it's um, yeah. Well, how can I, I don't want to say. It could no, be, no, a, it could no, be a nightmare. I've, I've done a bit of feeling work, but you know, nothing, you know, major. I mean, it's not like you, you know exactly what you're going to do mm. when you start your work. Yeah. And you, you, you can measure it, can't you, as far as time, can't you? You know if it's going a bit too uh, fast, you speed up, don't you? Like, Basically, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put a retarder in a lot of my plaster now because I'm lazy, really, and I'd rather, oh, rather okay. if on some jobs, I think, you know what, I don't want to rush about to get it done. I know I can yeah. get it two bags done, for example. If I'm in a lazy mood, which is most of the time I'm at work, <laughs> I'll think, oh, I'm going to chuck some, <laughs> and I'm not in a hurry. I'll, I'll chuck retarder in it, and I'll just have a really yeah. chilled out session yeah. putting it on the wall. You know, you ain't got to rush that at all. <laughs> no, that's it's, fine. Uh, I mean, I understand how you are. You know, it's, it's the right way you take the sensible approach, aren't you? You're not really... <laughs> well, I'll try to, mate. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's right. I mean, you're probably there for the day. It doesn't matter that you want to rush. You know, no, I mean, no. If it's if I, I, I try when I'm when I'm pricing jobs up, I need to, I um, I tend to make sure I'm, I allow I allow more time than I need for the job, and I'm, yeah, I'm charging absolutely. the right money for that. So, um, yeah, I don't want to be able to rush like a lunatic. Um, otherwise, I'm going to lose money because I've underpriced something. You know, but uh, yeah. again, that kind of thing comes with experience as well. At the end of the day. Yeah, it does. I know because you can't be certain um, sometimes what's going to go on, isn't it? How the day's going to go. No. But I can I can understand you probably don't have that sort of work to sort of like think with. I don't do it today. I'm, I'm really, you know, not, I'm not going to be able to do some hours work so much. No, I will. I allow I allow extra time on my jobs to make sure that if something does go a bit wrong, I don't have to ring up all the people that are further down the diary and say I've got to pull you off a day. Yeah. You've got to ring them all yeah. and tell them all you've got to be a day a day behind yeah. and if you get that day behind on another job then so rather than have that stress i always allow at least an extra day than i probably need to do a job yeah. um so that if, if if there is an issue it doesn't cause me a major problem which okay. is uh, well because i'm just doing at home i've got all the time to do it then i i can you know i can devote the time so really yeah you will have to I, put joints in it yeah so that's, I, that's I, i've been thinking about this ahead of a long time like you <laughs> because i knew what was coming up yeah. And I did think about that, just uh, maybe putting a piece of, uh, I don't know, some sort of timber strip just to partition it up so that, you know, you know, um, you know, it's sort of gauge something that's, say, say, two or three mil thick, you know, yeah. so that you don't yeah. sort of build up the edge too much. I think that's the danger also, isn't it? If you, you, don't if you when you stop, you can actually build an edge up a bit high, can't you, or, or do you? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, some, some, I mean, for me, I, when I'm, if I'm doing two parts of a ceiling with a joint in, but normally if, if I have to put a joint in the ceiling, it'll only be one joint if it's that yeah. big for me to do. Um, and I tend to finish one off quite smooth, almost feathered out. And then because yeah. I'm putting the next one on, although this one's hard by the time I've finished it, the new, it's, it's not that hard that I can't blend my next one into it quite well. If, okay, yeah. But if no, there's going to be a, quite a big gap in between, Blending the joint and really show up afterwards, when, especially when you paint the ceiling. Um, yeah, so you are best to have a, an edge that's got some thickness to it. So that when you do the next lot of stuff, you've got some thickness to, so you can go flush on the joint rather than yeah. one spreading over the other. If you can get a flush joint, you have oh, okay. much much better chance of getting a nicer finish. If you have to do this with your joints, um, yeah. 
then yeah, once you paint it, you're, you're going to have to be up there forever with an electric sander going over the joints, trying to make them not show. Um, yeah, which is, if you're going to spend all that time doing that, you might as well pay a plasterer to come in and do it. Well, yeah, yeah, I would just accept that it's the way it is, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the thing is, so you really want to put any sort of edge, uh, something, um, you know, trimming or anything there? Well, some, you, you, you could put it to some kind of trim, otherwise you're not going to get a very, you're not going to get an even uh, thickness of joint. Some guys will put a, a plasterable stop bead up. They will, oh, work, yeah, they will yeah. work to that bead, but then they will remove the bead. Yeah. Afterwards, you know, they don't leave it up there permanently in the ceiling, or it will show. Um, no, that, or okay. you could go crazy and, and, and make a feature out of putting up um, plasterboard stock beads and having like these kind of uh, feature cracks oh, yeah. <laughs> in your ceiling. Yeah, but you have to make them into a pretty shape, but you know, to make okay. an obvious feature rather than just. Why have you got these straight lines in your yeah. ceiling? I mean, a bit like those uh, antique furniture, but put a distress. Yeah. Like well, something like that. You've got to make it look like it's, it's a pattern that's meant to be there. You can yeah. do, but uh, something. No, it's fine. Good luck so with it, mate. Let's know how you get on with it. <laughs> that's fine. Just to say, um, on a stop bead, is that a passable stop bead? You could just, is that just two, how, how, what sort of thickness does that finish off at? About that, three mil or something? It's, it's about. You know, about five mil, I suppose, something like that. Oh, is that, yeah, okay. And is that all right just to work up to there, it's then? Uh, yeah, because I, that's, that's what, if I, if I wasn't going around the corner with an actual angle bead that goes right around the corner, the stop bead is so you can finish on the straight. So it gives you okay. the, the lip of the bead, or the thin coat bead, is enough for your finish thickness. Of course, if you can use one of those to judge the thickness at the end of your bit of ceiling, and then you can yeah. move the thing away, then when you do your next bit of um, skimming go up to that edge and that edge to be um, equal and even you know it won't be going thinner and fatter it goes along yeah there. that's the danger isn't it you just overwork mm. it but just i won't keep you any longer but just, right. when you do feather edging then if you when you feather in is that really down to the quality how how worked in your trowel is, is that how you, um, you get that sort of um Feathering in when you're finishing, or for me personally, when I'm finishing, if I have to feather something, if someone insists they want something patched up as opposed to uh, going over the whole section of a wall. Yeah. If I'm doing a big patch on a wall for someone, I'll say, look, it's pointless me just skimming the patch. I might as well go from this corner of the wall to this corner, and you've got a brand new square, completely finished wall, rather than doing a patch. Because it takes the same amount of time for the plaster to go off, whether you're doing a great big patch on a wall, whether you go from one end of the wall to the other, unless it's oh, a crazy right, big wall, okay. obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, and I use uh, my flexible trowel, um, yeah. the very thin ones. You probably you heard all about flexi trowels. Yeah, I've heard it. about them, yeah. And I mean, they, they, they still, but uh, how helpful aren't they if you haven't got a trowel that's really worn in? Yeah, they'll get not, they're, they're nice for feathering, feathering off something like that if you have to, and they're good for finishing work off, but. Never, never, like, never lay on any plaster with a flexible trowel. No, no, no. You need no, to have something no, rigid no. at Marshalltown trowel, something like that. Yeah, um, they're really for the later stages, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, near the end, so. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so you and, yeah, in, in my opinion, I think you should definitely split it up into, sorry, split it up into yeah. sections and okay. um, the best way that, you that can. can let yeah. me know how you that's get on. <laughs> No, I will, but that is a sensible approach, isn't it? It's not something that's just yeah. going to create a nightmare. Yeah. No, that's fine, Eric. Yes, that's uh, fine. Just, just one last very quick. Do you ever cover, you know, um, 
to stop the plants from drying out in the bucket? Do you ever cover it just to stop the moisture? Or no, that won't, that won't make any difference whatsoever, mate, at all. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. No. All right. Thanks a little. Really appreciate it. All right, mate. Cheers for ringing in. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye. Okay, where were we? Um, I get the missus a new trout mark for Christmas. Yeah, I don't actually appreciate it, mate. It's uh, worth a go. <laughs> it's worth a go. Uh, <clears throat> Dave, Dave Thomas. Uh, oh, he's talking to Johnny. Uh, I do PBA my bonding uh, walls, bud, except for same day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you got a, if you you only have to, if, you, if you're if you're skimming over a wall that you you bonded the same day, you don't need to put anything over it. If it's uh, if it's a day old or yeah, a day old or older, then um, definitely nice coat of PVA. Let it go off and then and then hit it. And it's absolutely fine. Right, if you're still there, Zolta, evening, mate. Down <laughs> uh, the trails, boys. That's me done for the year. Well, I sort of mean you both, Salter. I was saying earlier to um, Mark and the rest of the guys, I'm, I'm kind of like drawing my last couple of little jobs to a close. And uh, But I'm working at the daughter's house and my place, uh, probably till Christmas Eve. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, hopefully they're going to just gonna completely chill out until the new year. And uh, for any jobs I've got booked in for then, which, uh, which suits me, which suits me fine. Me fine. Uh, if any of you have just joined us, um, I'm Eric the Plasterer, been the Plasterer in South East London for the last 37 years, and I'm here to answer any of your plastering related questions, along with the other regular guys and some of the new guys that have come along this evening. Uh, this uh, live stream goes out every other Monday at 7, goes on to about half past 8. Well, I'm actually, I better keep a check on the time, it's 3 minutes past 8. Uh, go on to about half past 8, and um, yeah, whether you're a newbie, time served spread, um, a customer, DIYer, uh, anything you want to know, as you could um, tell, you can ring in the studio and you can chat to me here live, uh, the pub, sorry, not the studio, and, um, or you can type, if you're watching me on the TV, or you can, um, you can type your question on your phone and, uh, and uh, I'll try my best to answer it. <laughs> ah, cheers. Hmm. Is anybody else on here tonight? Are you um, are you working right, all right up to like, literally up to Christmas, or are you, you taking a bit of time off before, or taking some time out to do anything at home, or is that just me? I don't, I'm assuming Saltar's just down down in his tools now, and that's it. <laughs> He's just going to put his feet up. <laughs> is that is that is that right, Saltar? <laughs> until uh, until then. Gary, hi mate. Uh, quick question: uh, What is the main cause of trail marks? Um, the main cause of trail marks that I ever get is uh, if I've got if there's some dinks on my trail, or if they're um, I've damaged the edge of it. When I say damaged. You only need the slightest issue along the blade of a trail. That's why you need to really look after your trails um, when you're doing. When it gets to the your your hard your harder trailing up, but once you start putting water on your on your uh, on your set, and you start hitting it, and then when it starts to dry, and you do a dry trail, if your trail edge isn't absolutely beautiful, um, it will it will cause marks on the wall, 
Uh, yeah, you shouldn't be getting any other marks apart from that you might get earlier on from the top and bottom corner of your trowel. But uh, that's the whole idea of wearing in the trowel, or better still, buying a pre-worn trowel, um, is that the corners are kind of like already pre-worn basically, and you've got a nice edge already on the blade. Um, back in the day when you just buy a, a carbon Marshall town, um, the end of the blade was quite not thick, but it wasn't it wasn't something you'd cut yourself on. <laughs> you could rub it on your cheek, and it wouldn't it wouldn't cut you uh, until you'd worn it in on usually on sand and cement or whatever. But yeah, you need a morning trowel, and you need to make sure that that edge of your trowel is not damaged, uh, and never use your trowel for scraping the floor scraping paper off or doing anything else other than skimming and um, if you've got blade protectors for it stick them back on or you shove your trowel possibly into your other tools but where the edge could get damaged but that's uh, yeah that's the main reason that I would ever have for having kind of marks on the wall is that if there's any kind of slight imperfections along the edge of the blade of your trowel I'm off too. Zoltar, are you off as in off off completely off not doing anything from like from now on or are you off on holiday? Mexico on Wednesday for two months. Oh my Mexico. Two months. Warm well, your bones will be breaking up by <laughs> two months time. <laughs> yeah, they ain't got any room in your suitcase to stick an old plaster, where have you? <laughs> Oh dear, well enjoy it mate, blimey. Um, I hope there's, there's no issues getting across to Mexico, is there? Well, if you go there for two months, you'll have plenty of time. If you've got to isolate over there, you'll have plenty of time to do it. Um, hopefully they'll let you back in here <laughs> when you come home. <laughs> oh dear, I don't think this new variant thing is going to be anything much to be uh, uh, concerned about from what I've heard so far, but I suppose they've got to take, um, take precautions. I don't mind wearing a mask at the end of the day, I mean, it's not a big deal. If at the end of the day it turns out wearing a mask was a complete waste of time, you know. So what? Still skin off my nose. Uh dear. And I've had me uh, I've had all my jabs and I've had a booster as well. And uh, yeah, I'm pleased to say I didn't get any any kind of effects from any of them. Um, not even an achy arm. I think uh, I had the, the booster about three days ago, four days ago. There's no, yeah, two or three days ago, and it's, it's a vague. It must like about that much of my arm there. <laughs> That's not, not a big deal, but um, yeah. And uh, if well, if a vaccine's got to kill me off because there's something dodgy about it, then um, I'd rather die with all the other millions of people <laughs> be stuck here with the few miserable gits that might be left. <laughs> uh, dear, that's only market. Right. <clears throat> Alright, so we enjoy that Zoltar. And send us a post. Oh, don't forget Zoltar, you could probably tune in from Mexico, mate. That would be, that'd be quite nice, actually. You could tell us what's what and how you're getting on. You know, uh, send, a, if you, send us a picture on the Discord of your suntan. <sighs> uh, Dave, uh, how you take your drinks? How you take your drink out? Sorry, Dave, how do you take your drinks out? How you take your drinks out? You're talking to me, Dave, and he's... Uh, how, how you take your drinks out? Yeah, don't quite understand the, the question. Sorry, mate. Um, bum, bum, bum. Oh, 
Right. Hang on, bear with. I'm losing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't read you on here quick enough before you disappear off the top. So I have to look at this screen, but I can see where, where I've lost you. Uh, right, right. Sometimes off to Mexico. Dave's asking me about something to do with drinks out. Uh, Johnny, hi Eric. I'm packing on the 17th of December. Ah, fair dues, mate. Can't wait for Christmas. Now, nah, me neither. I do like the old Christmas. My daughters love it as well. I'm, I'm like, rearing to get the old Christmas decks up already. Um, it's not too soon, in my opinion. Um, I have to have a little bit of an old bit with because she's kind of over you see. Yeah, what are you doing? But, um, but other than that, she's a <laughs> uh, nice one. Uh, Mark 17th for me, Eric. Then off to Edinburgh for New Year. Oh, New Year in Edinburgh, mate. The old Hogmanay and all that. I mean, brilliant. I think I, I, I mentioned it before to you. It's uh, loved it. I went there once. Uh, see the New Year in. Absolutely enjoyed the whole. Stayed there for a week, I think it was. It seems to go on for about a week. <laughs> New Year. <laughs> Uh, in Edinburgh, but uh, yeah, have a lovely time, mate. Hopefully, it's a bit more like normal um, this year. Let's know how that all goes. Enjoy that, mate. Um, uh, Gary, thanks for that. Uh, I'm not a plasterer by any means. Uh, done a couple of rooms and not too bad a finish. Just think I'm trying to trowel up when it's still a bit wet. Uh, one or two lines will dry out. Uh, yeah, that's probably. Gary, something to do with the old uh, the trout, trout, yeah, trout marks. You, you can get different types of kind of trout marks, uh, but there shouldn't be something that that show. I mean, you can get something that looks like a trout mark, um, but then once it's actually painted, there's nothing there. If you can't if you can't feel a trout mark, then um, you shouldn't be able to um, see it. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no worries, Gary, no worries. Uh, <coughs> Jolly, uh, my van, ah, oh, mate, there's a van busted into last week working on a job in uh, Chiselhurst. I haven't been there for years, not that far, but uh, they totally wiped me out on my tools. Ah, Johnny, mate, that's a bummer. Uh, trails, uh, new DeWalt mix, nah, not a DeWalt mixer as well, mate, you yeah. know. Ah. Uh, Johnny, that is absolute gutting, mate. I've had my I've had my tools get before, and um, yeah, it's not happy. And um, I don't I didn't I don't think I had talk cover. Uh, I'm insured for if I do any damage in someone's house. <laughs> I don't think I had any tool cover on any tools at the time, and I just had to go out and um, basically buy them all again. Um, I got an, I got myself another whisk, got myself a whole trowel, some basic things that I thought well I need those. And then it's only when you're on a job and you think, oh, I need a, and you think, oh, God, I haven't got, I haven't got whatever I, it got nicked in. It is, there's things that you use that you forget you've got. You don't use them all the time on a job. And it's only when you go to reach for them after you've had your tools nicked and you've had to replace them that you realise that it's missing. Oh, you haven't got one. And you have to go and buy one of them as well. And it's, um, but uh, yeah, it's the low life. They don't give a, they don't give a damn about um, how work ends up. <laughs> You, you can't do anything and uh, yeah I had, I had a bag of tools once as well nicked from the top of a hotel I was working in um, as in like the hotel whole hotel was being refurbished I was working for a company then and I uh, put them in the lift shaft at the very top of the hotel and I thought they'd be safe in there and the next day they were gone so 
Um, oh, I would imagine some inside geezers add them away. But um, yeah, yeah, it's not nice, mate. It's not nice at all. But yeah, keep the vans locked. Um, you got to have some decent locking systems on them as well. I don't know that some guys cut through your roof. Don't quite know how they do that without people hearing them. But yeah, but yeah it's not good. It's not good. Um, if you just joined us, I'm Eric Plaster. This is Ask the Plaster. You can ask me any plastering-related questions for another 15 minutes yet before we call it a night. We go on from seven o'clock till. Uh, I'll post eight every other Monday, or you can join the Discord forum that there's links to uh, on all my videos, and you can join us there and you can ask questions any day of the week you like. Um, uh, Dave, sorry, uh, how do you get a kink or nick out of a trowel that causes lines? If the dink is fairly, uh, if it's not a crate, if you haven't dropped it and it's got almost a groove in it, um, let's just have to buy another trowel. Because um, you could you could try to grind something like that down, but you probably end up just making our worse, um, and it wouldn't be worth the trying to do it. <laughs> if it's a small dink in it, then I would I tend to if you can do some rendering with it, that will help. And obviously, a little dink doesn't really affect rendering when you're doing render. Um, the only other option is to uh, keep running the thing up and down with some sandpaper. Um, you could also use again. It depends on the size of the thing. If, it, if it's fine enough, the a bit like when you sharpen the knife. I don't know if you've ever done this. When you sharpen the knife, uh, like a cooking type knife, on the back of another knife, um, you, you rubbing the blade. And you, I mean, you don't do it like that for a trowel, but you basically, if you've got a kind of a blade that you can run up and down the bottom edge. I mean, you've got the trowel like this, you're looking at the bottom of it and you would run the other blade not too far around the corner of it, it's just got to be nice and flat along that edge and if you could, you can probably feel a slight dink when you're doing it and if you can do that until you can't feel the dink anymore then um, that's the only way I know you can get it out or, or, or sanding it um, but uh, yeah, you just got to be time really careful not to dig your trowel, but oh, that's easier said than done. That's why spreads don't like screws. They're having to go around screws, which is why those, those dot things you can put on where people take their screw, like we can take the people's screws out for rad brackets and that. <coughs> Stick one of those little ink dots on there and it bleeds through the plaster. Lovely, you ain't got none of this. Oh, whacking, your, whacking the screw with your edge of your trowel is, uh, oh, uh, yeah, not me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the best bet, mate. It's the best bet. Um, never you mind. Yeah. Uh, Eric, what's the quickest way to get a bowel wall in without sanding cement? Um, yeah, buy a pre-worn trowel, mate. I would, I would recommend. Um, they're not particularly any more much more expensive than buying one that isn't. Um, yeah, pre-worn trowel. If it's uh, the stainless steel trowels take a lot longer to wear in than carbon trowels because carbon trowels rust. Um, back in the day, I'd let my my boy get a bit rusty anyway. <laughs> and as you kind of like uh, sand the edge off of the rust off the edge or off the back, bottom of the trowel, that would be like helping to hone the blade at the same time. Stainless steel, as I say, is harder and takes a, a bit longer to wear down again, and because it doesn't rust either. Um, but uh, yeah, I would I, I would recommend buying a pre-worn trowel um, rather than having to worry about it. In the day. Evening, Lindsay. 
Um, you tried the sofa out, yeah, babe. Right, it's all tight. Diamond. Diamond. Yeah, I haven't got a diamond file, I don't know what that's like. I've had a diamond file that I used on, um, for sharpening uh, chisels and stuff. I don't know if I'd want to run me, run that and down me um, trail blade or not. But, um, yeah, probably no reason why you can't. And, uh, thanks, Eric, sorry for the... <laughs> no problem, mate. Uh, right, Lindsay. Uh, do most customers give you tips on top of the quoted price? Um, a lot of customers give me tips. Generally, they tend to be the customers that are, we might, might see, uh, less well off. Um, and uh, yeah, and quite down to earth. So the customers that I, that appear to be much better off and uh, not quite so down to earth, um, never leave your tip. <laughs> I've never left me a tip. <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, checks and or cash always paid to the absolute exact amount. Um, other places I've worked where, where the, the, the customers are more down to earth and don't appear to be particularly any, well, any better off than I might be. <laughs> um, give you bottles of wine, pay a beer, uh, 20 quid, 30 quid <laughs> cash tip on top of whatever you've charged, <laughs> charged them for the job because they're so happy with it and uh, and that's lovely but uh, yeah so it does happen um, but uh, yeah <laughs> a lot more I can say than that about um, getting in trouble probably <laughs> oh dear, oh evening Gandalf oh dear um, James uh, Alright, hope you're well. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, James. Cheers, mate. <laughs> okay, enough. Good evening, everyone. Uh, uh, file works. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, they do leave deep. But they do leave deep scratches. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to use a, some kind of diamond file on your trail, just be just be careful. I don't think you're trying to take it to an edge of the trail to take it. If it's got a slight dink in it, um, generally, I think I'll find a sand, bit of sandpaper. Put it on the bench and run the trout at, uh, at the desired angle along it. Hopefully, you'll get a dink out. If it doesn't, it's too deep. Your best bet is just get another trout. I know they're not cheap, but, and uh, and I would get a pre-worn, pre-worn trout. I think the last Marshall Town, the one I'm using currently, um, that's, that was pre-worn. But yeah, if I can get that and I haven't got to worry about it. I mean, you, you still then wear it in a lot nicer, and the blade gets sharper than than you know, it's not really sharp and perfect reborn but it's, it's it's taken to that degree that you need to get a nice uh, nice finish especially if you're not into flexi trousers at the end and you're <coughs> using it to finish off your the last bit of troweling on your job oh uh, wet stone takes uh, dinks out yeah wet stone wet stone i think those diamond ones that you know, you, they use instead of wet stones on chisels and stuff but i don't know if i'd use a diamond one on the now, but uh, yeah, Whetstone, no problem. And off, they must, they most certainly, oh, do. I've a set of Japanese stones and are fantastic. Yeah, I think there's a lot of Japanese stuff when it comes to sharpening stones or knives. 
uh, Japanese gears, yeah, not not cheap Japanese. Oh, no, that's Chinese, isn't it? China, made in China. Um, yeah, Japanese knives, Japanese anything to do with sharpening and knives. Um, Japanese have got that one cracked for sure. But uh, stuff from them normally costs an arm and a leg. But um, but sometimes it's a good investment depending on what it is you buy. Uh, how would you clean clean your trowel? <clears throat> my trowel, um, I mean, it doesn't matter how much you try and keep them clean, they do, as you probably noticed, you do build up a film from the, from whatever it is that's in the plaster on the on the top, well, and underneath trowel. <clears throat> I tend to, some guys put their trowels in soak over a weekend to clean them off. But if I did that, I would forget them on Monday. I'd forget that they're still in the garage or wherever. And I'd end up getting to a job and having to drive all the way home again to get my trowels that are still in the tub <laughs> in the garage. Uh, I tend to let it build up to a certain degree and then I use a blade scraper like the scrapers you can put a standing blade in to uh, clean paint off of glass stuff like that and I will use that because that, 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 that takes it off lovely <laughs> gotta be careful that if you're on the on the top end of the trail handles up here going along the top find the edge because you can cause yourself an issue if you catch a really sharp standing blade edge of your blade basically put a dink in it <laughs> which you don't want to do <laughs> be careful when you're doing the top but underneath uh, the build up you get underneath the trowel I use um, I use one of those blade scrapers and then I'll finish it off with some sandpaper they're more nice and lovely and shiny and because I tend to do that while I'm still at work then it's it stays in the motor or with my other tools and I don't turn up at work on the Monday and I've forgotten my trowels in soaked tub at home, so uh, that's my that's my method for cleaning them. Probably not the best method in the world, but um, yeah, it doesn't matter how often you kind of wash them off. You can't, you can't stop that build up happening unless you spend a, an eternity messing about in your trowel after work every day, which um, I ain't got time for. My life's too short. <laughs> oh dear, how are we doing? Oh, it's nearly finishing up time. Eight twenty-three. Uh, James, I've been using the polyphene you recommended and it's been working great. These less mess haven't even used my Henry as of late. Top man, James C. Just ask, ask, ask the man. I'll tell you what you need, mate. Do that. Do the neat PVA in. Let your PVA dry. Get a decent roll of that plastic. Roll it right out. Tape up right around the edges. And when you pick it up, you basically already got nothing left to do. And, uh, job I did for some guy recently where I put plastic down and he was kind of like oh I had a guy um, and another tradesman another sparky he said oh I had a, I had a plasterer in <coughs> and, he, and the sparky had put plastic down for him and he said to him oh, I'm going to be slipping over on that mate so the, the plasterer took the plastic up because it was a wooden floor um, I don't think it was a fancy wooden floor floorboards but that's not the point and uh, <coughs> and he said when he'd left and I went in there, he said there was just lumps that I had to spend like an evening scraping them all off the blooming doorboard. And I said, well, I don't, you know, yeah, it can be slippery if you're on stilts and you get too much water on the floor, it's going to be slippery, but not as slippery as, when that, not, not slippery, but not as dangerous as putting a dust sheet down uh, that your, your rubber feet of your stilts could catch. But, um, <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I've used the, poly, the polythene for donkey's years now, and uh, even it's worth spending. If you have to, it's worth spending an hour. I've done an hour plus putting down polythene on jobs. 
because at the end of the job it's so quick to just pull it all up and you're more or less ready to go once you've got to that stage of picking that up. Nothing worse than having to try and, if you are going to clean someone's floor, which you should if you make a mess on it, if it's a hard floor, <coughs> like a floorboard floor, um, the, you don't want to be scraping that and having to wash it and all that kind of monarchy to try and get any bits off. When you can just put plastic, spend a bit of time putting the plastic down and you spend less time putting the plastic down than you will trying to clean the floor afterwards. And if the kind of guys that make a mess on the floor and you don't clean it up, that customer is not coming, going to come back to you for referrals on jobs, simple as that. Uh, yeah, that's said. That's said. Uh, 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 so yeah, good on you, James. But man, yeah, can't go wrong. Tried and tested technique. Thirty-seven years. Thirty-seven years have been at it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, and Andrew Henry will last a lot longer, mate, as well. Obviously. Uh, what's your opinion on horsehair brushes? Um, they're smelly. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, they're okay. <laughs> It's smelly and the, um, the hair's come out, but that, that, you know, a lot of bristle brushes, real brushes, um, that happens. For painting, then you probably are, oh, they might be better off with some decent uh, brushes, but uh, the, the synthetic ones they make today, uh, you know, they're pretty pucker. Um, <clears throat> so horsehair brushes, yeah, I'd use them for cleaning out my buckets and stuff. Uh, I don't know if they're good for holding the... Uh, Oh, excuse me, holding water if you're using your brush for, like, as a wet brush, or wetting down. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with uh, the old synthetic brushes, as long as they're nice and fine and they're, uh, they're pretty pucker. And most of them are lossless, so you don't get the hairs. You still occasionally get hair coming out in one of those. Well, it's not hair, is it? It's a fibre. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, when I have used any, any real brushes as wet brushes, and you find them, I use that wet brush in the corner, Excuse me, Tran, and suddenly there's two or three black uh, hairs <laughs> stuck in the plaster. You've got to kind of like dig out. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so that's my opinion, Dave, on the old hair brushes, mate. Mark, uh, when can we expect the plaster spot video, Eric? Yeah, yeah, I need to do. Um, actually, if I can fit this in while I'm off, mate, I might do something like that just up the garage. Um, someone again was asking the other day the best way to put their stilts on. And uh, I said I'd knock up a little video of that. Uh, the method I use, like I stick a pair of steps up against the wall. Um, but that's easier to kind of just say, oh, that's all I do, and that's how it works. But um, doing it, <coughs> so it looks, um, so it's, you should go, oh, that's how he does it. And it could be a nice short video. Might even just make it up as a short. Um, yeah, but uh, plaster spot video. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming, Mark. I will do it, mate. I will do it. <laughs> this side of Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I've got, to put, I've got to put some more videos up. It's still quite a bit of time until Christmas comes, isn't it? <laughs> 26 days or whatever it is. Um, Gary, uh, good job. I've always got new carpet. I've got new carpet coming. I've reskimmed four of including the carpet. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'll, I'll go on jobs where they've got a really nice carpet. Um, or any carpet. You don't want to be getting gear on. Um, if they had a new carpet put down, like you kind of go, well, why didn't you get this plastic, your ceiling plastic before you had your new carpet? But um, the, uh, yeah, yeah, you cover it all to all with, with the plastic I use anyway. <clears throat> it's, 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 it's a decent thickness, it's not crazy thick, but it's not like this rubbishy thing you buy in sheets and packets. They're, they're no good at all. <clears throat> Stuff on a roll, wall to wall, so there's no joints in it. If there is a joint, make sure it's a good one. If it's a really big room, and um, 
paper map, and uh, it's just worthwhile. It's just worthwhile. Um, if the customer says that I've got to chuck this carpet out the minute you're finished, then don't bother. But if they're not, even if they're going to get rid of it, but not yet, cover it. Cover it in plastic. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Right, guys, we are at 8.29, and I've never finished kind of dead on time before. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to call it a night. Um, adios amigos. Yeah, have a lovely time in uh, Mexico. Zalta, you lucky geezer. And, uh, yeah, you don't, you know, like I said, you can, uh, you can tune in. Don't forget from Mexico. I'm pretty sure they've got internet there, mate. I know you might want to completely forget about anything to do with plastering, but after a month or so, mate, you're going to get bored, surely. <laughs> so, come and have a chat with your mates at the pub here in lovely, uh, cold England. <laughs> and put some pictures up of the uh, sunshine on the on the old server, Discord server, mate. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Right, cheers, Mark, Zoltar, Lindsay, James, Gandalf, Mark, uh, yep, uh, Dave, uh, anyone else that's still here and listening. <laughs> I mean, Eric the Plasterer, ask the Plasterer. And uh, yeah, this will come out as a podcast with a lot of funny little gaps in it. Because <laughs> because of the issues I was having not turning my mic on and off and a bit of buffering apparently that was uh, earlier on hopefully just earlier on and um, I'll see you all in a, f in a three and a four nights time how close is this Christmas um, I'll keep definitely keep you posted but for now let's say yep I'll see you in two weeks on a Monday unless that's Christmas day no I won't <laughs> but uh, yeah and uh, uh, cheers Mark and uh, yeah uh, don't forget to uh, if you haven't done that already to get in there before um before the end of november so you're in a chance for winning something on that and uh i will look forward to seeing you all soon or seeing you on the old discord site and having a chat uh there uh if i don't see you for whatever reason before then have a lovely christmas um and uh yeah but hopefully i will <laughs> right guys this is me signing off when i as usual <coughs> can find the old uh, <coughs> the old button uh, I've got that there. Got that I think this is it. If it is, uh, I shall I shall see you soon. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for coming along, guys. See you later. Bye for now.